What are some things that you find truly satisfying? Maybe it's your work or perhaps your family. Well, let me tell you, the most satisfaction you could ever have comes from fulfilling your purpose on earth by serving God. And what a joy it is to know, as Jeremiah did, that when we experience rejection and confusion, we can take our concerns honestly to God. Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Stephen has a lesson for you today called, In the Potter's Faithful Hand. These next few chapters in the book of Jeremiah are going to feel like riding a roller coaster. Jeremiah is about to deliver some powerful lessons to his nation. He's also going to experience some pretty raw emotions along the way. This isn't going to be a bed of roses for Jeremiah. He's going to feel up and down like that roller coaster ride. Well, for one thing, here's chapter 16 now opens. Uh, the Lord tells Jeremiah that he is he's not to get married. He's not to have any children. His life is going to be a, a living illustration for the nation, for God is going to judge the nation in exile, and, and they're going to lose their families. This command from God to Jeremiah that he isn't to marry uh, is going to be a blessing in the long run because Jeremiah will be spared the, the future grief of losing his wife and, and children in what will become a, a devastating time in Israel's history. He's also told here in verse 8, not to go into the house of feasting, for thus says the God of Israel, behold, I will silence in this place before your eyes and in your days the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. In other words, there aren't going to be any wedding receptions, there aren't going to be any weekend barbecues or, or concerts out in the park. The sounds of laughter and happiness will cease you see, when the people are taken away into captivity. And if they want to question why this judgment is coming, Jeremiah is going to give them the answer from the Lord now, as he says here in verse 12. They are stubborn, refusing to listen to the Lord. Now, amazingly, in the midst of this rather horrible picture, the Lord gives some reassuring uh, words of hope. This, this judgment isn't going to be the end of them. God is now going to, to have them look far out into the future as a nation. And he tells them here in verse 15, I will bring them back to their own land that I gave to their fathers. Now, this points prophetically to the Messiah's future kingdom on earth. That's yet to happen. Now, in spite of the fact that judgment on Judah is irreversible during the days of Jeremiah, there is this personal invitation to individual Israelites. Uh, the Lord speaks to the individual Israelite here in chapter 17 and verse 5. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Now verse 7, but blessed is the man whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water. Now, why would anybody choose to turn away from the Lord as the people of Judah did? Why would anybody trust themselves instead of placing their trust in the Lord? Well, the answer is right here in verse 9. 
The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked or sick. Who can understand it? You see, the truth is our sinful nature would rather trust in how we think or how we feel than in the word of of the Lord. And our hearts are so deceitful, Jeremiah is saying here. What that means is we can convince ourselves that we're right when we're wrong. We can justify anything. We can say to ourselves things like, I'm not proud and arrogant. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm self-confident. I'm not an angry person. I just, you know, I'm just free with my emotions. I'm not a gossip. I just, you know, I speak my mind. I'm not materialistic. I just have, you know, good taste in things. I'm not immoral. I'm just being free to be who I am. And if I'm happy, then I must be right. Well, let me tell you, the Bible tells us who we really are, happy or not. (laughs) Our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. My friend, you ought to look in the mirror and tell that person you see there, You are not to be trusted. You see, how we view ourselves and the choices we make in life must be determined by the Word of God. Well, now here in chapters 18 and 19, we find Jeremiah presenting two object lessons, and both of them involve pottery. I have read that there are more than 30 words in the Hebrew vocabulary that relate to pottery. The manufacturer of Pottery was a major industry in the Near East during the days of Jeremiah, and he passed by that potter's workshop many times during his lifetime, uh, no doubt. But this particular time, God is sending him down there to take a closer look. Chapter 18 begins this way, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel, and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. Well, the Lord is making his application crystal clear here as Jeremiah preaches this to the nation. He says to them here in verse 6, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done? Like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Well, the people don't like this message at all because it means that God's in charge of them. So just like the nations of our world to this day, well, they decide to silence the messenger. Verse 18 records their words. Come, let us make plots against Jeremiah. Let us strike him with the tongue and let us not pay attention to any of his words. In other words, they're going to mock Jeremiah, ignore him. They're going to try to shame him into remaining silent. And and by the way, the world's doing that to this day, aren't they? They're saying, you know, let's silence the messenger because he's interrupting our party. We, We want our sin. We love our sin. We don't want to hear about consequences. We don't want to hear that God's in charge. That, that we're accountable to him. We want to live for the moment, man. We want, to, we want to live for the weekend. We want to live for the next sinful pleasure. You see, people of the world don't think about their morality in light of their mortality. And that's what Jeremiah is reminding them of. Now, here in chapter 19, Jeremiah presents another object lesson. He takes a flask made of pottery and he invites uh, civil and uh, religious leaders to join him in the Valley of Hinnom, where the people are practicing idolatry and, if you can imagine it, even child sacrifice. 
And down there in that valley, Jeremiah smashes the flask and says to them here in verse 11, Thus says the Lord, So will I break this people and this city as one breaks a potter's vessel so that it can never be mended. In other words, judgment's coming and it is irreversible. Jeremiah then goes to the temple and he repeats the message. Only this time here in chapter 20, we're told that the temple security arrests him and a leading priest named Pashur has Jeremiah beaten and imprisoned overnight. Well, here in verse 6, Jeremiah prophesies that Pashur will die in Babylonian captivity because of, of his rebellion against God. Now, let me tell you, Jeremiah is a fearless prophet of God. I mean, you talk about courage. Jeremiah has a trainload of it. But although Jeremiah's public ministry is fearless, he's now personally discouraged. In fact, he says to the Lord here in verse 7, I have become a laughingstock. Everyone mocks me. He even reaches the point that he wishes he'd never been born, he says here in verse 18, to see such toil and sorrow. So, you know, publicly, Jeremiah didn't appear to be bothered at all, but he was personally crushed by his nation's rejection of his ministry. Beloved, Jeremiah, he wasn't some super saint who lived above normal feelings and emotions. In fact, the more you get to know him, the more you can identify with him. He trusted the Lord, but he didn't understand the Lord at times. And now that he's been rejected and persecuted, he's become discouraged. He's, he feels defeated. This is a good time to remember, beloved, just as Jeremiah will, that God is the potter and you are the clay. Even when you don't understand, God is in control. Even you, when, when you get discouraged, even, even if you fail, you're still in your potter's hands. He's fashioning your life. He'll forgive your failure, your sin. Ultimately, he's going to make you, he's doing that right now into the vessel he planned all along. But with that, we're out of time. Until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey and a lesson he called In the Potter's Faithful Hand. This is the Wisdom Journey. Stephen is teaching through the entire Bible, and I hope you'll join us each day as we travel through God's Word together. If you do, God will use this opportunity to encourage you and help you grow in your faith and knowledge of Him. Learn more at wisdomonline.org. Then join us next time as we continue the wisdom journey.